the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world and challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us. Since we spoke last week, everyone in the United States did not suddenly repent and decide to follow Jesus. As such, there's much work for us to do as courageous Christians, and I'm excited to talk with you about that this week and every week. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my tenacious wingman. Tenacious. Tenacious. I'm wondering what that is. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. As Christians, we walk a narrow path, and silence in the face of the devil's perversity is not an option. We talked about Titus chapter 1, verse 9 recently when we said that a mature Christian must encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. To simply avoid all difficult interactions is not an option, but neither is it an option to give to dogs what is sacred. How then do we navigate this critical terrain? We are going to shed new light on that today. But before we begin this conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to hear your truth and to have fellowship with one another that your church may be strengthened in unity and that together we may walk courageously on the spiritual battlefield. We come to you seeking understanding and discernment for these troubled times in hopes that you will guide us with your word as a lamp to our feet and your love as a comfort and encouragement. Help us, O Lord, to be strong and to walk boldly among those who do not know you. Help us to hear you and to shine a bright light into the darkness that all we do may be glorifying unto you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Christy, we talked over the last few weeks about engaging and disengaging at the intersection of our faith and the secular world. In all things, we want to glorify God and shine a bright light. For the most part, I think the image that people got was of conversations and the exchanging of words, and I want to correct that today. You've heard the saying, 
actions speak louder than words. What does this mean to you? Yes, I have heard that. Um, I think, you know, for me, I, I've said this on air several times, uh, is kind of that lead by example sort of thing is people can, you, can, you can't deny actions. I'm, right. You can twist words, but you can't deny actions. And there's so much more I could say about it, but yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely true about you can twist words because we know Genesis chapter 3, verse 2, the devil as the serpent, his first conversation with Eve was about twisting words. He said, did God really say not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yeah, that's a good point. And you're right. Actions you can't twist. Kindness is kindness, however you look at it. So I guess I want to emphasize this today because in these times, we live in a world which prioritizes words over everything. It used to be said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Right. And now we live in this... (laughs) You uh, can't say a word without somebody taking offense. Yeah, it's a fragile little world. And everybody wants to get offended. And that's just a trick. It's just a trick to keep you on your back foot. And so one of the ways to undermine that is to not play. And you bring kindness. It can't be misconstrued. Uh, So many stories in the Bible are just about righteous actions. Right. So Ruth, for example, Mm -hmm. devoted to her mother-in-law, Naomi, stood by her, and it was her love and devotion that caught Boaz's attention. We talked about Daniel praying despite the king's order, uh, and by his actions he was brought to and through conflict. Yeah, so many. So so much conflict. Another one that I think is interesting is uh, the Israelite exodus from Egypt. God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he could demonstrate his power through uh, the ten plagues. Right. And so all of these things are about actions. And I think it's just critical because there's no confusing it. Yeah, there's no confusing it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Afghanistan 2010, things were just as confusing as could be. Very similar to what's going on in this country right now. You had people who in the 70s had been loyal to the king and people who were loyal to his usurper, or at least supportive. You had people who were supportive of the Soviets. You had people who hated the Soviets. You had uh, the Hulk Party, which was a political party. You had the Parchim Party. You had all these different tribes. You had people who were supportive to Pakistan or not. And so I would go into these meetings And you would never know who you were dealing with Mm. in all of this. And uh, it's kind of a long story, but it's very exciting, really. Um, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) We were patrolling through a village, and I noticed the kids didn't have any winter clothes. And I had sent an email home saying the kids don't have any winter clothes. And unbeknownst to me, a coat drive was conducted on Facebook. And a couple weeks later, the resupply helicopter shows up and starts kicking out boxes of American kids, coats, shoes, winter clothes. Mm -hmm. And so when we were going through villages on our normal patrols, we handed out these coats and these shoes. And I actually have pictures of of some of the kids' faces. Mm. Oh, I bet they're Um, just Yeah, we'll post them on the uh, website, uh, rightmakesmite.com. Or the Facebook page, yeah, the which Facebook is page. Right Makes Might. 
And there's no mistaking that kindness. Right. There was no mm-hmm. mistake. They may have not liked the U.S., but as we stood there and handed out coats, there's no mistaking that. There's no twisting it, making it something ugly. People being kind to people, not any sort of um, political affiliation, the king, as you were saying, people being kind to people. And that is exciting. That's beautiful. Exactly. So words can go wrong. Actions, not so much. Kindness is always kind. Uh, I heard this uh, said the other day. It was so brilliant. The best criticism of the bad is the practice of better. Don't waste time trying to prove someone else is wrong or evil. Do better. Just do better. And that's about actions. Right. And we, we can do better. Uh, we can always do better. And so what I, what I guess I want to emphasize is we talk about disengaging or engaging. We talk about this interaction that you have. And sometimes we feel like I don't have the right words or I don't know the right scripture or I don't have something exactly right to say. What I'm trying to emphasize here is who you are, the way you act, the love you bring is more important than any pithy comment that you could make. Uh, If it's disengaging and you just say to the person, uh, I'll pray for you, and you mean it genuinely and not as an over-your-shoulder, smart-alecky thing to say, or if you just show up and you offer kindness, more than anything, I think that is hard to construe in this time, and I think it also resonates because it cuts through a lot of the chaff and just connects us as people. Um, My nephew uh, is in SEAL training in San Diego, and he is a tough guy. Uh, And when we lift weights together or play video games, and I'm not doing very well, he he looks at me and he says, be better. Mm. And and I think that's funny because it's just about actions. Right. And I can control those. We said last week, uh, or when we were in the conflict series, the only actions you really control are your own. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind was going. Yeah, so just do the next right thing. The next right thing. And I think, you know, people think that those, even the littlest actions they take aren't going to matter. But, you know, people make fun of me, but I put my grocery cart back. You know, I mean, that that takes, you know, if people are watching, you know, saying hi to people, you know, if you are going to say, I'm going to pray for you, actually go pray if you're going to put out there on Facebook, I'm going to pray for you, actually go pray. Prayer is an action that we need to do much more of. Right. I was somewhere recently, and a lady parked a minivan half in a handicapped space, half in a regular space, got out of the minivan, left her kid in the car, walked in a store, and as I walked uh, around her car to see what was going on, there was a one of those... Fish, fish symbols yeah. on the back of the car. And I thought to myself, remember, there's a scripture which says, my name is blasphemed among pagans because of you. So here's this lady advertising the fact that she's a Christian and yet conducting herself physically so badly. So good actions resonate tremendously, and you have control over that, and you can do right things, and it does matter. And bad actions are horrendous and leave everybody saying, I want nothing to do with these Christians. I think it was Mahatma Gandhi who said, I love your Jesus, but I don't love your Christians. Mm. Uh, Billy Graham said, I have found that the casual Christian has little or no influence for good upon others. 
Only the Christian who refuses to compromise in matters of honesty, integrity, and morality is bearing an effective witness for Christ. And so my takeaway from that is that those are all traits that you demonstrate with actions. Right. Be the person you're supposed to be. Right. And the thing is, we can ask the Holy Spirit for help there. Absolutely. It, it doesn't require some uh, amazing vocabulary or knowing the right thing to say, because sometimes we just don't know the right thing to say. Well, it's even at, you know, as you lay your head on a pillow at night, you know, God, how'd I do today? And he'll tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you, and do better, be better the next day. One action, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you've got a long way to go, right? But you can be better the next day right. by being present, being um, thoughtful with your actions and everything you do, being that Christian, shining that light. Yeah, real Christian. Yeah. Um, you sounded like my nephew there for a second when you said, just be better. Right. Um, basically, what we're saying is less words, more righteous action. And the irony is that this will make things a lot simpler and it will cut through a lot of the complexity uh, of these cu uh, confusing times where everybody is trying to twist things up. So uh, three thoughts on that. Number one, give God control. Just it's, it's the one thing over which we actually have control is to give it to him because we don't really have it. He will create the circumstances to display himself through your actions. Absolutely. And yeah. that's a big deal because Huge. that's what he did with Daniel and uh, in the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And yeah, and if you don't believe that, go read the Bible. <laughs> You'll see exactly what he did. Okay, so number one, give control to God. Just really do it one day at a time. Uh, Lord, you've got, you've got it all. Today I'm going to be the best me that I can. I'm going to try to be Christ-like. If I fall down, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to do the next right thing. I love that you said that because there are days that we do fall down and we're like, wow, we're, you know, how do I show up that way? <laughs> yeah, nobody's and perfect. So, so, you know, I want to just encourage the listeners, don't get down on yourself again. Put your head on the pillow, ask at night, ask God, be better, do better. We can all do it. We can all do it together. Yeah. You keep sounding like my nephew. <laughs> well, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, he's awesome. Worry less. Uh, okay, so that's number one. Give control to God. Number two, worry less about your words and more about your actions. And we can all be the strong and silent type. And the witness that you will bring is very powerful. And then number three, a Chinese proverb, which you may have heard me say before, goes like this. I've often regretted opening my mouth, but I've never regretted keeping it closed. Mm. So it's not about uh, volume. Truth requires no volume. It doesn't need to be yelled. It can just be present in your actions and in your compassion. And I think that's, that is the amazing thing we have to do right now when there is just so much lying, so much twisted truth, and so much opportunity for nonsensical offenses. Right. Two things that come to mind. I don't know why I just got an image of the grocery store clerks, you know, who are checking out and just asking them, how are you doing today? Like, I mean, they've, they're kind of on the front lines with a lot of this, putting themselves in, in, you know, this COVID thing, what have you, or even the people who are stocking, you know, the shelves notice them. Um, uh, and now I've forgotten the second thing, but 
that was the well, <laughs> no, it's because that first thing was so important. Um, it's little. It's not um, that you got to be the quarterback of the team. It's not that you got to throw some game-winning touchdown pass. It's that you just got to be on the field, and you've just got to do your part, uh, water boy, quarterback, blocking, whatever your assignment is. Right. Uh, it's, it's smaller than we think it is. It really is. And, and so that I remember now that was the opening of the mouth and saying something, but asking a question, you know, how are you doing today? Noticing them. But the closing of the mouth, I, we come back to this a lot, but out there on social media and Facebook, you see something. Does it really need to be shared? Do you really need to put this out there? This is when I think that that quote, I've often regretted opening my mouth, but never regretted, regretted keeping it closed. This is probably when we need to keep it closed. Yeah, boy. Social media. Well, that's good advice. (laughs) Um, There's just so many words flying about, and so much of it. So much of it is unnecessary. The scripture that said, "Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edification, that it may minister grace unto the hearer." Mm. So, if you got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Just be present in your person, uh, love, compassion. And if you're going to say something, then let it minister grace to the hearer. What is grace? Grace is an undeserved gift. So we don't say nice things because somebody deserves it. We say nice things. I thought to myself, I think it's in my book, actually. It says we don't treat people kindly because they're Christians. We treat people kindly because we're Christians. Speaking of that book. Yes. Uh, right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. It's available uh, for the Kindle app at Amazon, and it's available in paperback at rightmakesmight.com. And got a lot of good feedback on it. People are really enjoying it. It's and so timely. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I was reading through something that I'd written in it, and... Although I started thinking about that book in 2015, and although it wasn't published till 2018, if you read it, it covers these times because it talks about insurgency, it talks about irregular warfare, and, you know, not to pat myself on the back because as far as I was concerned, I was just trying to speak uh, what God gave me to say. And you did, and it's, it's a 40-day devotional, and it really, I mean, I've gone through it twice. We've done even a series on it, uh, the devotional with the listeners. Um, it, it opens your eyes to things maybe you haven't had them open to in the past. And so I'm just wondering for the listeners to understand, so right makes might. What exactly does this title mean? Um, it comes from an Abraham Lincoln speech, I believe, 1859, where he said, right makes might. And it goes to the idea of actions, because the world wants us to believe that might makes right. Uh, bullies are about might makes right. Uh, the whole world says if you're faster, bigger, richer, then that is what's right. And what God says is that doing the right thing as individuals and collectively creates power, combat power, the power to influence, the power to shape, the power to change hearts, the power to plant the seed that the Holy Spirit will harvest. And uh, so I named the company uh, that published the book Right Makes Might, 
just because it goes against the world in right. everything the world says. And, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, if God says it's important, the devil will twist it. Right, absolutely. And bring it at you 180 degrees. So what God says is your actions are important and you bear your most effective witness for Christ in your actions. The fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit, right. Galatians chapter 5. And uh, what does the devil say? He says it's all about words. Mm -hmm. So wherever God is, uh, there's the devil uh, right. twisting and contorting, just like he did with Eve in the Garden of Eden. And that's the truth. And that brings us to the moment of truth. Speaking uh, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it is always relevant regardless of the times, and that it never fails. Amen. And today, our moment of truth comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 4, 10, 12, 18, 21, 25, and 31. Should we test the listeners on that? <laughs> it, it, it's a lot. And it's just a few words that are repeated over and over in chapter 1 of Genesis. And God saw that it was good. Mm. As he is creating the world, the earth, he creates the firmament and he creates uh, trees and so forth. And each of those creations ends with him saying, and God saw that it was good. I, I use that because seven times in the first chapter of the Bible... Before man has been created or said a word, God saw what was good, and it was in the physical being of things. So this is so important because what we're saying is in your physical being, we will see good. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. It is by his actions and the fruit of his actions that God's love and goodness have been clearly seen and understood so that people are without excuse. The same is potentially true of our actions. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 say, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So without uttering a word, our first and most lasting testimony about Jesus is our actions. That we're joyful. That in these uncertain times, we are certain. That is the, that we have the most control over our righteous actions, and there's the least opportunity for argument. Right. Uh, so, to wrap up, what we're talking about is the power that we have to undermine the devil's attempts to twist us into a knot using words by acting out those words in our presence, in our kindness, in the joy that we have, in our faithfulness, in the goodness that we demonstrate to one another, patience, gentleness, and self-control. Um, I hope that resonates with you, and I hope if some of the things that we've talked about, the intersection of our faith and the secular world, 
if you felt uh, uncomfortable and you feel like, I don't know Scripture well enough, or I don't know the right thing to say, or I get tongue-tied, I guess the point that I really want you to take away is that it's in your presence that you bear your best witness. And when all else fails, who you are matters. And that brings us to our quote of the day. I don't know who said our quote of the day, but it is simple and perfect. Preach 24 hours a day. Use words if necessary. And I'm guessing that's preach with your actions. With your actions. When things are most complex, most threatening, and most stressful, resort to that which is easiest and best, your Christ-like actions. Whether they are to engage in love or to walk away in peace, your actions will testify to your invisible qualities and your faith will be clearly seen by what has been done. And that is Courageous Christianity. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.